Howdy y'all, this is Paul Julian, and glad to be back. I've taken several weeks off. Luckily I had a few podcasts in the can to be released, but um, got the flu the end of October and was just about coming out of it, ready to do some more podcasts, and then got sinus infections and couldn't stop coughing, sneezing, one thing or the other. But, um, like I said, good to be back, and with this episode of Paul Julian and Friends, it's actually a repost of a podcast that I was on, the Banking with Life podcast that James Nethery hosts. James has a insurance and investment business located in Alvarado, Texas. Uh, we met over 10 years ago. He is the guy to go to for life insurance and investment products and specifically the banking with life or infinite banking life insurance policies that some of you may have heard of. I have policies on my or a policy on myself, policy on my wife, and I have policies on each of my five grandkids that I'm hopeful that one day they will see the seeds or the trees that I planted for them way back when and they will uh, be thankful that PJ put these things in place and it will set them up for a better financial future than they might have had otherwise. So, hope you enjoy the episode, James Nethery and Infinite Banking and how we got started. Please like and subscribe if uh, and or shoot me a text. A lot of you have my phone number or an email. Would love to hear from you. Y'all take care. Okay, welcome to the Banking with Life podcast. I'm your host, James Nethery, and I'm always excited to have guests on, and I'm really excited today because I have a client that he's uh, 12 years, or no, wait, he became a client in 2012, Paul Julian, we've become friends, very cool guy, got a, uh, you know, a great story and a great background, and that's why he's here, and he's willing to share that with us, so... I think we're going to have fun, and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, Paul Julian. Can I even mention your last name? You may, I'll certainly. Back you that up. Paul Wayne Julian, if you need that. For- <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, thanks for coming in. It's great All to right. be here. Just, uh, I would like the listeners to know a little bit about you, who you are, and uh, you know what you do, and why it really matters to them. And here, let me say this, and I don't want to you know, give your whole background, because he's legitimately interesting and a cool guy. Um, but we met about at least, uh, nine years ago. You, so you've been a client for nine years, right? right? Yes. Well, that's the number you got. And I started listening to you, uh, heard you on a audio interview before that. So it was at least a year before that, that, uh, came across you. And I would like to get into that because to, you know, today, comparatively there's so much more information that's available today and i'm not saying that it's all good but i think most of it is um you know you go back 10 years and and there just wasn't as much information out there There there's a couple of radio advertisers and then it was nelson being hosted around the country doing his 10-hour seminar and typically if you weren't present there then you didn't really hear the message so um just let's start back there and bring us up to date if you don't mind about me or about how I heard about you? Well, about how you heard about the infinite banking the infinite concept. Banking. Okay. Right. Um, I was got in 
started in real estate investing uh, in the early 2000s and it started going to some meetups in Dallas. There weren't called meetups then. Yeah. It was just once a month meeting, you know, for a real estate investor group. And so I ran across a gal there called Jackie Lang and I also ran across her mentor, Jack Miller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's no longer guy. with us, Jack Miller. Man, he's, I still got all his old tapes. I love hearing him yeah. talk, and I need to start re-listening to his stuff. But um, Jackie started doing, she didn't call it a podcast. It was just an audio interview, and I would download those when I was driving back and forth to work and listen to them. And one of those was you and Eb. Eb on uh, talking about the infinite banking uh, concept and Nelson Nash. And I remember listening to it. It was like an hour long. And I was like, God, I got to listen to it again. I just could it was just, man, I was just, I like stuff that's different. I like stuff that's out of, not just the normal, it's thinking differently. And then I did listen to it again. And then at some point either saw y'all speak or just got in touch with you and got some books and was reading and you were kind enough to walk me through it and started with my policy and my son and uh, my son-in-law and daughter they both have policies i've got policies on five grandkids and so you know i wasn't sure this morning you know i was just trying to uh, look at your original policy to find mm-hmm. the date of issue kind of thing, and that was 2012, right? right. And I and I don't even know how many policies you have, right? You know, or uh, like I said, so. I've got mine, and I've got five grandkids the, from age six to uh, four months. We just got Truett's uh, set up, so. So you're legitimately doing the even distribution of age classes that Nelson speaks about in this first book or writes about and becoming your own banker, page 71, I believe. Wow. Because he used to say every time a grandbaby's born, there's four policies fired up, you know, uh, or two, I'm sorry. Him and Mary purchased one on their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren, and then the parents would purchase them, and then really both sets of the grandparents. So a lot of policies were— right. And so you're doing that, and I'm very appreciative of that because um, we can talk about it all day long, you know, and it's all conversation until somebody writes a check, and you've written a lot of checks over the years. <laughs> but, uh, you know, and if I want to go, if I go back to, uh, you know, Jackie Lang, Eb, Eb's a, he was a, he's a former board certified general uh, surgeon, and he, uh, interned under DeBakey, Bentop Hospital in Houston. Great guy. He became a client, and he was a big real estate investor and still is. Um, And then he was a client for maybe a couple of years, and he kept referring people, and he's like, oh, I want to become an agent. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So he became an agent. And, excuse me, that was my connection to Jackie Lang and her real estate group was um, Eberhard. And uh, we did a couple of phone recordings. Excuse me. And we did a a presentation, I think, in Las Vegas or somewhere. Um, And so that was my memory of the background. And then, too, I remember driving out to West Texas, meeting a client or something, and I had a phone call with you. 
And that was one of my first memories of us uh, talking. And, and, you know, it's, uh, it's a great joy to experience when the light bulb comes on right. with people and then they, they get past the word life insurance and they get past, you know, all of the conventional, you know, financial advice and activities and see beyond that and what right. can be done with this. Yeah. Well, I like your style. I uh, like the talks that you've given. I'm fortunate enough to see you and Nelson Nash uh, s- several times. And, um, you know, just some of the things, one thing you told me that I've talked to, you know, sitting around the fire station table, just talking about if, talking about IRAs and the government sponsored plans and all, if, why don't they just cut my taxes if they want to let me? Want me to just cut my taxes? Just don't tax me everything. Just, yeah, the old tax <laughs> deal has just gotten me. Ugh, it's just gotten me. I going. left that out. He's a retired fireman. So can I tell sure. him where? Or? Yeah, I was. I'll. How about I do it? I was. Okay. Uh, worked with uh, Dallas Fire Department for thirty-seven plus years. Retired in May of this year. Well, thank you and congratulations. Are you busier now than ever? I am. <laughs> and I, I, like I said, it's been uh, what is it? Five months, almost. Yeah, five months, and uh, had a fifth grandbaby and um, a busy summer. That puts a whole new perspective on life, doesn't it? It when does for sure. Start Man, showing you up. watch them, and they are just—it's so fun to. I don't think I paid enough attention when my kids were little. Yeah, uh, it's working. Yeah, but um, it's fun to have the time to sit back and just be calm and not in the rush of and just watch them and to see how uh, eager they are to learn and yeah. growing up doing stuff. So. You know, when you were still working, <clears throat> I know you got a lot of pushback. Uh, you know, potentially from the firehouse or the people you're sharing with. Um, but you did you did put together a group and uh, and I spoke in front of a room full of firemen. I did. And uh, I I had made an attempt to, like I said, Dallas Fire and Police Pension went through a bit of a crisis uh, over the last uh, ten years for sure. Uh, but it was it started long before that, and. Um, I had put together a little training at the association hall and I still have on my, in fact, I looked it up recently or just came across it. And uh, the high, the headline of the deal that I sent out to all the fire stations were, are you worried yet? And um, it talked about <laughs> the pension deal and we set up a thing for you to talk to. And it was, um, I'm not a, a big event promoter, yeah. um, but I did try to get the word out there and I had a good response from the, the people that did at the end, I have no idea if anybody ever came a client, but I appreciate you spreading the word. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, and, and uh, we did get new clients from there. Good. Awesome. And it was about typical. You know, I think that was even recorded, I think. I don't know. Um, I'm pretty sure it was. I think, I think you did audio for sure. Well, I, I don't remember. Yeah. So. Um, it, but we haven't ever released it anywhere. Okay. But 
there was uh, got some fabulous clients from that. As a matter of fact, Good. you know when the look the pensions are underwater, right. they've been underwater and it's going to get worse. Oh wait a minute, you can't you can't uh, guarantee seven eight nine percent rates of return, and that's what most of the pensions are built on. And then the pensions are forced to buy government bonds. Right. Think about this, right? And U.S. Treasuries and all time. 6,000-year low in interest rates. I mean, 6,000 years of recorded history in the lowest interest rate environment ever. And a certain amount of these, all of the pensions have to buy a certain amount of government bonds, but then they have to use the 7, 8, and 6, 7, 8, and 9% actuarial yeah. rates of return to, 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 to deliver the promises, yeah. and they can't do that. And uh, one of the biggest parts of the life insurance business today is pension risk transfer. Yeah. All of these companies can't guarantee the pension, so what do they do? They go uh, sell that whole block of business to a life insurance company, and those bean counters know how to deliver a pension, <laughs> but it won't be at a 5% no. rate of return. That's what frustrated me. I actually ran for the pension board once, and like I said, I'm not a big promoter, and um, I was I was not as vocal as I should be, but I was – talking about and it was really too late even then uh when i ran but the the dominoes were already falling uh for the police and fire pension but people just didn't want to hear what i felt like was the truth and uh, well a lot of people did but nobody really on the board and you know they would say everything is well we got an actuary we got an actuary and they said it's fine but then i'll say <laughs> okay but what if i'll say all your lines go up. All your lines go up. I said, what happens if, if we shoot at just one down year, you know? Yeah. And then, oh, they go, oh, yeah, no. All the numbers on the right side of the page change. As long as you spread the the liability where no one person or no one party is can be said, well, they just shuffle it around enough to where nobody's to blame, but... Yep. The working guys get uh, the brunt of it. Mm -hmm. And the new guys get nothing near what y'all were promised. Right. That is correct. Uh, wait, but neither do y'all. That's <laughs> And that is the big deal. I, I feel like I have to replace the blessing that I have as far as uh, fire department pension, but I don't trust it. Yeah. I do not trust it. And what they say you get today is they could change it next month. And so I like listening to people like you and looking at products like this to work on replacing what somebody else says I get to have with something a little more under my control. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, if you're going to take a risk, you might as well, if you can, um, take the risk that you have some control in right. right right so have you done uh some uh real estate deals or activities with i have we talked about that you and i had um when i first got into it and i i have done that i have several odds and ends through the usually using the cash values as either a down payment or something or some way to fund a project and then I'm really kind of surprised <laughs> surprised you asked me to come on the podcast because I haven't been great about 
paying those loans back uh, up to this point. But that's it's coming. Well, you have it's an coming. opportunity, right? Yeah, you can repay a loan at any time. I do. Yes. You can only pay a premium annually. Right. So, you know, premium does have priority, in my opinion, over loan repayments. However, you can't let the loans grow out of control. Right. And I'm not. You're not. Your your loans are not out of control. <laughs> I don't want to. Well, I need to do better. You, you. But and we can all do better. Uh, no question about that. Um, and and then too, you continue buying policies. Right. You know, you continue paying premium not only on your policy but all the other policies that you have you own. And then um, I don't even know if you own. I don't think, and I don't want to cross any bounds, no. but. Uh, I, I mean, just the the people around you, you've caused other family members right. to get involved and in, not from uh, forcing a forcing position. It's like you're you're doing it. You're leading by example right. and you're just sharing that with them. And, you know, some get it, you know, and yeah. some don't. Yeah. But it just seems to me like you're you're doing, you know, you've got a pretty good influence on your family. Um, I think so. And I think it's. Our family in general is uh, pretty long-term mm-hmm. oriented with stuff. And, um, you know, my daughter, Sean, and her husband, Tyler, they've really done well with it. And um, Yes, they have. Thank you, my, Sean. Uh, Thank you, Tyler. Son. I hope they listen. But, you know, they got to listen more than 15 minutes to hear. My son, Shay, and uh, his wife, Jennifer, they were they didn't really understand it and uh, but we do have policies on both their kids so they're going to see the benefits of that yeah. and everything down the road so that's I I enjoy getting my uh, deals where I got to put another I enjoy writing those checks to fund those policies for them because right. they call me PJ and call Melissa Missy so PJ and Missy they'll be thanking us your so grandbabies that, call mm-hmm. you that PJ yeah. and Melissa Missy PJ Missy. and Missy. PJ and Missy. Yeah. Perfect. I've never met your wife until this morning. It was that was fun. She's a you know. She's a cool gal. Well, she would have to be to hang around with you. <laughs> she's forgiving too, so Praise God. Yeah. <laughs> like, for sure. Grace. Right? For sure. So um I was kind of going back to, you know, back in the day when you didn't really have uh, the opportunity to hear as many podcasts and as many people talking about the infinite banking concept, the idea that you can become your own banker. And I know today I, what I call noise, there's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of noise in every industry. And I'm not talking about the, uh, what I'm saying is there's a lot of good information out there, but I am not talking about all of those exotic illustrations that just merely focus on the, the rate of return, the rate of return and trying to, improve or bolt on or make better the work of nelson right. i'm not talking about those okay. right? um, but there are some there is good information out there no question but back whenever you mm-hmm. uh were first exposed to it is because you were active in real estate and right and you just kind of stumble across stuff and hopefully you like i said i just picked up man i gotta listen to that again and get more information so sometimes just stumbling through <laughs> yeah you find a gym it's the same it's the same thing today i mean i think you've got to step over a lot of there's more to step over mm-hmm. today to get to You're the right. truth right but once you step over that when you get to the truth it's pretty much going to lead you to birmingham alabama in my opinion right um 
And then it'll lead you here. It right. should lead you here. <laughs> All right. That's the only plug I'm going to put in there. Well, I heard I'll do a plug for you. Okay. I'm going to plug you because okay. my wife, Missy, she is all about planning. And I told her that when everything, when anytime anything should ever happen to me, and she's wondering what to do with whatever, ask James Nethery. Yeah. Whatever he would do, you know, it'll be, uh, you know, it'll be the right thing to, right way to go. So I appreciate go that. So. I appreciate that. So now, I mean, I hope, I hope you're here a very long time. Me too. Right? But um, if she ever calls me, I'll, I'll know her now. I'll recognize her. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was at a, that reminds me though, Paul, I was at a volleyball game. You know, Riley, our youngest child is um, in eighth grade and she's okay. volleyball team. Mm -hmm. and, and so I don't miss any volleyball uh, games. And I was walking into the, the gym a couple of weeks ago, and I hear this lady say, James, James. And, you know, there's a crowd of people, and I'm just narrow-minded, just going to my bleacher. And uh, James, James, and I turned around, and there's a client. She's been a client for 15 years, mm -hmm. right? And um, she's standing there and, you know, say hi, give her a hug, how are you? And she says, and her granddaughter was playing on the opposite team, right. right? And she's standing there with her son and uh, her daughter-in-law. And she says, James, I want you to meet my son. And we turned around and she introduced us and and she told him, she said, you know, uh, if something ever happens to me, you know, you need to call James because he knows where all the money is and knows <laughs> everything that's going on. Yeah. And, and the son said, well, I'm glad somebody does. I don't know anything <laughs> about the money. And I said to the son, I'm like, that's generally the way it is. So yeah. I don't feel like the Lone Ranger. <laughs> yeah, that's really the way it's supposed to be. There's a reason for that. Right, right. <laughs> Was there is there anything that you would tell uh, the listener uh, that is maybe newly exposed to this idea that you could potentially become your own banker? I think just, I mean, there's a lot of books. So you've got a table full of books. And that's the way I started because I would, I'm a slow reader. Me too. <laughs> I highlight when I read, I've got a, the important stuff, so... Just get a few books, start wading through it, ask a lot of questions because James is very patient and has the experience to, I don't know, put it in a understandable way. So some of the, you can get caught up in the math and the illustrations and this and that, but uh, I like dealing with the principles yeah. rather than the all the numbers and all that stuff, but the principles are what led me to want to get involved in it. And you're good at explaining those and uh, why this would be a benefit to families and um, to estates and why you need to have something that's not controlled by the government as much. Which that was a big deal for me too. I appreciate that, um, but you're kind of a numbers guy too. If I remember, you can you can run a pretty mean spreadsheet. I, I can do a little bit, but my Whatever. Tyler's better at it than I am. He's yeah. I, you might get some mesquite fire department. I mean, he's selling this. He's talked to a lot of guys at the is, mesquite fire department. Is he a fireman? Mm -hmm. About 
almost five, it's either five years ago or July was five years, something like that. And he's well, you go, Tyler, a firefighter and paramedic with a mesquite. And often he'll talk about somehow it comes up and he brings up his policies and what they're doing with them. And might want to see about putting on a program on mesquite fire department. So, you know, I go only where called. So, but I <laughs> do, uh, he might be able to get you my hook you up efforts to be worthy to be called, you know, and that's literally reading. We kind of talked that about that in sure. the past, but, but, um, so the, uh, you know, I, <clears throat> I agree. <clears throat> Excuse me. I touch on the, the reading, becoming your own banker. There's no substitute for that. Nelson's first book, and yep, it was printed in 2000. I get it, and this is, you know, 2021, and soon 2022 is going to be here, and 7702 calculations are going to change. I get all that. There's lots of changes that have happened um, since 2000 and when Nelson published the book. But his second book, uh, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth, mm -hmm. And then I promote and highly encourage the reading of How Privatized Banking Really Works. That's uh, Dr. Robert Murphy Got and Carlos one. Lara. Got that one. Um, and then I also prefer, if you uh, are visual, is in, and audio too, but the Banking with Life DVD. I was the executive producer on that, but it, it's good my i've got opinion. all those i've got all those they're all my bookshelf <laughs> and then uh the listener <clears throat> too you should have uh in your library you should have nelson's six and a half hour live presentation recording um it's his live presentation on dvd and if you call my office you can get a 20 percent discount on that that is sold through and fulfilled through uh the nelson nash institute at infinitebanking.org now because a lot of people, Paul, or didn't have the opportunity to hear Nelson. And you mentioned earlier, and I know you've heard him several times. Yep. yep. He's fun. He's a fun man to talk to. Interesting man. He's a pretty Smart. cool guy, wasn't he? He was. <laughs> really was. Yeah. And, and so. Mary, he always had Mary with him, right? Was it? Mary? Yeah, generally, yeah, Mary. Generally, always, you know, yeah. there in the last few years, sometimes she wouldn't travel with him because he would do two or three events in, mm -hmm. in a row. But. Um, Mary's still with us and good, uh, beautiful lady. But Nelson was a very, very cool guy, easy to talk to, mm -hmm. down to earth, uh, one of the most intelligent men that um, I've ever known. It was like uh, the uh, if you didn't have a wise or didn't get to spend time with a wise grandfather or something like that. I mean, that's what it was like. You think, I think I just learned something and. Yeah, right. <laughs> he always uh, he always made uh, I feel like, and I've said it I think before, but he always made you feel like you could be a room full of people. There could be three hundred people in the room, or fifty or mm -hmm. hundred, and he made you feel like he was talking to you. He did, you know, he did very much so. And and he would always stay late and come early and talk to everybody, mm -hmm. and you know, and then too every day he would get up and answer all these emails i'm like oh, man really? how do you do that well and then he never went to the bathroom when he talked i never saw <laughs> i've had to rush out i said dude when is he he's got to go to the bathroom i mean he is he needs a restroom break give this man a restroom break that's what you'd have to when he'd start talking you know uh you you would have to stop him <laughs> you would and right. uh, he, he turned into an absolute camel. You did not have to go to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, that, wow, I've been twice. And he hadn't even made a move. So. You know, it, it, I used to uh, 
and we would not give him a hard time, but we would talk about that. It, it reminded me of the days way back, you know, 25 years ago when I'm driving all over the state of mm-hmm. Texas, you know, I could drive 10 or 12 hours without stopping. <laughs> Today, not so much, you know. <laughs> I blame mine on the fire department. I was always just scared I would get a run and get called out on a call and not be able to go. So at the first ink, just go to the restaurant. Never pass up a potty. So <laughs> you, you trained your body not to I be I think a I did. Yeah, it's costing me now. So I've got yeah, to, right. Got well, look, you, uh, you mentioned the iron. What do you, Okay, so we're in Alvarado, Texas. You're from East Texas. Athens, yeah. Okay, Athens. Um, and y'all happen to be here this weekend. I know I'd like to say you came just for the podcast. but either. I would have. <laughs> but thank you. Um, but you're down here to do something. You're a pretty athletic guy. I mean, you're I, like muscle iron paper I boy. Just you try like not work to, out every day. I do actually work out every day. Something, it shows. Something. Um, but we are, uh, Melissa and I are doing a Spartan race this weekend what is that uh it sounds tough (laughs) is it's it's something you should just look up uh joe desena and the spartan.com and uh, the spartan movement and uh they do it's like an obstacle course racing kind of deal melissa's doing a trail run which said they've added that in the last few years she's doing the trail run and i'm doing the obstacle course racing and this is the shortest they're different length of courses mm-hmm. they're usually some are done at stadiums around the country but most of them they started it's uh you know at a ranch out here out in the country somewhere you're gonna get wet you're gonna get muddy you're gonna get sore you're gonna get tired and uh it's climbing ropes crawling under barbed wire uh jumping over fences uh just all t- types of things to get you out and test yourself a little bit physically, a little bit mentally, and try to uh, make you more Spartan-like. It and sounds so, like it's uh, endurance yeah. and agility. It is. And, and, uh, but, and I've got some guys, some older buddies of mine, that I'm trying to get. And I had them signed up. Uh, but then the covid deal hit and they shut down all the races and so i haven't got them back they're in their 60s and 70s and uh, there's man i don't know if i could do it i said if you went to one race even if you just went to watch and you saw the people that were there doing it and the kind of the things that they were overcoming to do a race just i can do that yeah you just got to get to one and um in fact this weekend there's a gentleman named paul lachance and he is completing eight trifectas. So a trifecta is a short, a medium, and a long race in a year. He's doing eight of those, Yay. 24 total races. And tomorrow is his final race to cap off that, the eight trifectas in a calendar year. And he turned 80 this year. Wow. So and that's going to be fun to to see him and so tomorrow. you have no excuse of what i just eight heard. at 80 that's his, what his shirt says eight at 80 eight so, 80 yep that's so. pretty strong so anyway huh physical gotta yeah. stay physically financially and yeah i agree spiritually is okay too yeah, yeah all that stuff. yeah spiritual physical I, I do good uh professional i mean i got out of bed early but i slept late i generally get up several times a week at 350 in the morning really? to do uh my little workouts with okay. them that's awesome Get knocked out. You feel better when you get it knocked out and out of the way and just kind of start mm-hmm. your day off. 
Mm-hmm. Great. Are you familiar with Camp Gladiator? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I used to do that for about four years, and then it kind of fell apart in our area. And then the uh, trainer, we all became friends, mm-hmm. and so there's a group of us that privately get together. Okay. So he's certified, and his awesome. wife's certified, and mm-hmm. they're absolute beasts and young and healthy, you know. I taught CrossFit, CrossFit for a few years, too, mm-hmm. there in Athens at a gym. It was that was fun. That was part of my deal about getting back into shape and uh, testing myself. They do that, and I'm like, my joints can't handle some of that. <laughs> you know? You're right. And that's the deal about CrossFit. Everything's scalable. You did, nobody starts right. you know, at the top. So, oh, yeah. I modify the I Yeah, modify. Modify. The modify, <laughs> well, modify that's it. We call it the success option. There you, you know? go. <laughs> <So>. <clears throat> All right. Well, is there um, anything else you want to cover on infinite banking? The infinite banking concept. I'm just thrilled you asked me to talk to you about it, and I'm a proponent of it. Uh, I espouse it to my family, and um, I'm excited that they're doing a big part of it. And I hope that I'm around long enough to see the benefits that my grandkids get out of it when they're old enough to start using accessing their policies well that's part of what spartan would do for you i hope so yeah i hope so that's what i'm like i show up what are you doing james i'm just trying not to die right (laughs) (laughs) so uh what um, else do we have to do just be healthy and you know looking back and and i don't want to mention life insurance companies names or anything like that but you own several different life insurance companies um but overall looking back would you have done something different or is it as good or better or not as good as you thought it would be, you know, so if, could you speak on the results, not necessarily numerically, personally, right. but, you know, whatever you'd like to share. Um, I wish I could have been a good enough salesman of it to convince uh some more family members to have uh, seen the benefits of it. You know, but you can't... You have relationships where that sort of... Whether it's life insurance or estate planning or... Things like that are just not... conversation that you feel comfortable having with certain people yeah. and that's a shame because um, maybe those are the most important mm-hmm. but um, so I would have done a little more talk and you can't make anybody do anything nah. but um, I would have liked to have spread the word to other parts of my family a little better yeah. I, I understand that <clears throat> the way you're built I understand why you say that you know I mean I'm the same um, and it's true I believe in today's society you know when I was growing up and I think I'm older than you but you know you could talk about some things and not others and today you families really don't talk about money that's yeah. really a kind of a taboo subject yeah. they don't really talk about money and if they do, it's very segmented. You know, maybe the the family member that's, 
you know, taking care of the parents or grandparents or what have you. But money's a very tough subject right. in families, no question. Well, Melissa's side of the family, uh, her folks um, and her dad passed away a couple of years ago, but her mom was really the catalyst of it. And she set things up. And she didn't get into the infinite banking stuff, but we did estate planning, and it will benefit her family. Yep. And uh, mine, not so much. I'm on my side as far as parents or anything like that. So um, I would just be the example. I mean, then you are. <laughs> working, I try, try to be, uh, you know, whether it's the working out and being a, decent husband <laughs> um and well you know, she was in a good attitude so was, you're doing something right she so. is she's man she's a ball of fire that's for sure she is uh not feisty but the fierce is what she's been called i she's can completely fierce. see that she's fierce yeah. so uh the best thing that's ever happened to me for sure right Marriott. How long y'all been married? No question. You Let's did. see. March of 2022 will be 38 years. Wow. You don't even look that old, Paul. If you had hair, would it be gray? It would be. <laughs> <laughs> I shaved this morning, so I got, I got all whacked all the gray off of it, but I do have gray hair. Oh, perfect. <clears throat> well, listen, I, I appreciate you very much stopping by here and sharing your time with us. It's and, an honor. You know, Thank uh, you for inviting me. All right, well, thanks for listening, and, um, you know, I had fun, and hope you enjoyed. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>